Before we get into the podcast, I want to share an exciting opportunity for you and your leadership team. Lifeway Leadership is hosting Pipeline West in Orange County, California on February 22nd. You will learn practical tools and tips about developing leaders from Kerry Newhoff, Albert Tate, Tom Rayner, Eric Geiger, and more. We are also offering coaching, which has limited seating on February 23. That provides pipeline implementation for you and your team. So join us at Pipeline West. Register now at myleadershippipeline.com. Once again, that's myleadershippipeline.com. Now enjoy the podcast. You're listening to the Five Leadership Questions podcast. My name is Eric Geiger, and I'm co-hosting today with two great men and friends, Todd Atkins and Daniel Lim. Hello, hello. It's been a long time since I've gotten to do that. You really got into it. (laughs) Today, we are talking about leading remote teams. And if you have not already started leading a remote team or... If you're not already currently serving on a team that is starting to experiment with remote work, likely that is coming someday in the future. When you think about multiple campuses in a local church context, 15 years ago, local church staffs, they all were together in the same office complex, same hallway, same portable building, same coffee shop, even if they were planting a campus or planting a church. Churches start going multiple campus. All of a sudden, you have people who are who are working all over the place, and so now there's new technologies that allow people to to Skype in or Zoom in or Google Hangout in. And so you have all of these new technologies that have enabled what people have longed for to do previously, which was, man, can I come in at noon instead of at nine and avoid rush hour and work remotely from home? and then tap in a couple hours here and there. So all of tons of different scenarios that are popping up. Uh, There's scenarios such as you're completely remote. You always work remote. You don't even have an office. Then there's the, you have an office, but you don't really work from it as much as you helicopter into it at times. And then there's, well, if you're doing that, do you, do you need to really occupy a whole office? Well, then, you, then you just kind of hotel at that office or share that mm-hmm. office. So tons of different scenarios, but we're going to talk about those today. It is a controversial topic as well, because there's some organizations that have in the past been remote. And they're back. And they brought everybody back. Yeah. So you Google leading remote teams, you'll get a ton of different perspectives. IBM was one of the first organizations to go remote, and they just brought everybody back home. They're all back. (laughs) When Marissa Meyer went from Google to Yahoo, she brought people back. And so we have to recognize that those who... issue with IBM. uh, Okay. Do you personally, do you want to confront them in front of everybody? Right now. Todd, let's let's stay focused on the podcast, buddy. I am. Is it something about their... Is it something about remote work, Todd? It's about email. They they really are the ones that started email. And they did. They, 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 they started email. That's a whole fascinating illustration. It is. It's an amazing story. Let's stay focused on the remote work, though. And well, email has to do with remote work. Ah, it, is, it does. Now, you, you were about to take us down a rabbit hole. <laughs> that is way deep email. Let's make another podcast about the IBM experiment with email and what it has done to our yes. lives. A modest proposal. Let's. Ending all email. Let that let's make a uh, a future podcast about we can that. Do that. But here's what we have to recognize: all of those who have made decisions to bring bring people back, they are recognizing a downside with remote work. There is a downside, so we'll have to we'll have to talk about that. You want to manage against the downside, 
but then there's incredible upside with remote work. So let's talk about, I will throw out the first question. Number one, what are some reasons for the new trend of teams working remotely? Well, you got to look at the technological advancements, right? So you're taking a look at how change, how, how technology changes over the years. And you think, oh, email. I mean, how long has email been around? I didn't realize it started with IBM. That I, I mean, what year was that? Is that the 80s or like early 90s? Uh, I think that mm, I think it was late 80s when they did that test. Maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, you take and, and so was that even the, the pre-public, like the, the government focused? Right. So, so you take a look at that, for example, and and how even, you know, I'm, I'm pushing back on the whole email thing that, you know, Todd, I know Todd hates email, but you look at how email has kind of went from being nothing to being huge. And then when people started getting smartphones and smartphones began advancing and being more common, email has actually risen in importance again. But, you know, marketers ruin everything. It's the high cost of cheap (laughs) communication. It is. It is. You know, time-wise, I mean, even, I I mean, during the hour and a half that we've been together, Mm -hmm. how many emails do you think has come into all our inboxes? Yeah, I... (laughs) I, I think some of the trends that that are causing remote work, and this 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 relates to the fact that several on my team now are working remotely, not all the time, but multiple days a week. More and more people are moving into cities. Yep. So when you have now in 2011, 50% of people were in cities, which means there's more traffic. So more fatigue with driving into work. Yep. So the longing for, can I, can I grab a couple hours back and work from home more? So there's the long there's a longing for that the the traffic patterns of, that happens when you move people into cities right that's that's an issue uh, also a global workforce so the world is simultaneously smaller so we have a smaller world because it's easier to communicate with people so you start finding that you can you can tap into resources around the globe therefore companies are you know more and more multinational more and more global companies global focused. Therefore, it doesn't make they don't they're not thinking about their workforce in terms of who lives in this zip code, but they're thinking about their workforce in terms of who lives around the globe, who we can tap. So that then opens up a whole new way of thinking, which then it just it just there's a waterfall effect or a trickle down effect to every industry when people start thinking that way, and and that that's why I think you that's one of the some reasons for the for the new trend. There's, there's things like scalability, there's speed, speed to market, um, the war for talent. So if you've got a person who is really, really good at what they do and they want to live in Sheboygan. Where's that? Uh, I don't know. Michigan? Sounds like a Michigan place. I guarantee there is a Sheboygan. Can you Google it? Uh, not now, Daniel, but put it in the show notes because we want to give some props Sheboygan. to the town of Sheboygan. I've used it before. Um, Sounds like a cool place to me. Um, So, yeah. So, if you're at First Baptist Sheboygan uh, and you go... Wisconsin. (laughs) Wisconsin. Sweet. I knew it was... Props to Sheboygan. All right. But uh, all those are great reasons why you might want to consider working mobily. So, but what are some of the... uh, so, So, we've talked about what are some reasons of the new trend... What are some some more benefits maybe and what are some common pitfalls? Yeah, so I mean, just finishing off the whole 
reason, right? I mean, technology. Technology is huge. It's it's just so much easier and it facilitates that. So that leads into some of the benefits because, yes, you know what Eric said earlier about saving time. I mean, the days that I work from home, mm. I'm – you know, I'm at my desk yep. at 645. Cranking. I don't need to, you know, get into a little bit later because I'm just, yep. I'm up and I'm going. Yes. So that you're you're saving a lot. You can actually give back more into your church, your ministry, your organization by doing that. And what's interesting is you don't always have, now, now the, the, the big benefit of being together is you do have those hallway conversations. Yes. And sometimes those hallway conversations can be very effective, but sometimes they aren't. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, th- those are yourself. those are great things. Yeah. I think when it comes to cranking out work, I work from home one day a week, except in the summer because in the summer my kids are home. Yes, and I would get nothing done. But when they're not home because they're at school, I work I work from home one day a week. And when it comes to sheer work, yeah, just head down in front of the keyboard, cranking out a talk or a strategy doc or answering email or following up with people. I crank out so much in that that time. Un uninterrupted just crank out work. However, miss the man, I need to I need to pull some people in in, on, yeah. in front of a whiteboard. So that the upside is cranking out work if the person's disciplined. Mm. So even the upside has a downside. The upside only is an upside if you are dealing with highly trustworthy, highly motivated people who can crank out work, uh, which I think, hey, you, you choose to to trust those people and to give them that that freedom. But then the downside is the lack of collaboration, the lack of interaction. You got you want to figure out ways. Now, that's where technology is coming in. Technology is coming in and saying, we can do that for you. We can deliver that for you in a Google Hangout or a Zoom call. I, I say, and I, I, I engage those on the day I work from home, that it's not, it's not, it's not the same. No. It's it's no. not it's not the same. I don't think it's the same. I mean, it's hard enough to pay attention in a meeting these days, <laughs> right? With, with yeah. text messages, you know, yep. emails, all that stuff. When you're all apart, man, there's folks on the Zoom call and they are looking at their computer, and you're like, I don't know if they're looking at me or at a document yeah. they have up. Yeah, it's tough. You can't really quite tell, uh, and and you miss the interaction, the nonverbal. If, if we believe so much of Communication is nonverbal. Uh, don't get me wrong; those are effective meanings, but they're they're not they're not going to be as shepherding as, especially if you don't already have those kind of relationships. Right. Yeah. So I mean, that's where even I here, sound like a hypocrite. Like I don't know which one I like. I mean, here at Lifeway, we no, we have. I mean, the majority of the people that we work with. You know, we are going to see them. Yeah. We are going to see them in person. So it's not like we have fully, I mean, we do have some employees that are that are more remote than not, but still we see them. We connect with them. We have that relationship with them. So, I mean, what do you guys think, though, in a church context about hiring an assistant or a staff member or, or something like that that doesn't actually live in the same city that's, that's, that's remote? You know, not pastoral yeah. role, right. but more administratively. Do you think that could work? Yep. Yeah. I think it can work. And I think more and more are experimenting with it. And I think there's upsides and 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 downsides on it. And you 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 count the cost and see for this season we're gonna go this route. I, I wouldn't even say forever, you know, but for this season we're gonna go this this route if if you believe the upside is greater. All right. Can anyone on your team work remote? No. 
<laughs> Who can't, Todd? Well, I mean, so I framed this. Uh, I framed this in two things: anyone being a particular person or personality type, as well as role. Okay, okay, that's good. That's good. I like that's a great distinction. Okay, let's 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 separate role from person. So let's talk about role. Can any role? So assuming that the person who you have identified in your mind, which we'll talk about in a minute, who can handle remote work. So that person, is there any role that that person is in that means that person cannot do remote work? Well, there are some building focused roles, right? Like receptionist or yeah. janitorial. <laughs> right. But Which, there's uh, a <laughs> so random. But the, then there's, I, I think there's people on our team in particular that they can be remote a lot of the time, but they can't be remote all, all the time. time. Yeah. So um, I mean, I, we have core days that, you know, Monday and Wednesdays, our team is all here. And then, um, you know, the other days of the week, um, we'll have just anybody. Can, basically, you can choose two days to be out of the office. Um, but, you know, there's days that, you know, uh, Kaylee on our team, which uh, has been on the podcast for maternity leave and talking about how to prepare for that well. So... Kaylee, uh, being working remotely for her is is good most of the time, but there's stuff with her role like uh, today she's filming grid content and she'll be here for the next couple of days. You can't do that remotely. You can't do that remotely. So, so it's, it's, you would say that it's not the title of a role, that it's yeah. basically the function of a role. It's the function of the a role. So the function of some roles requires that it not be fully remote. Now, now the second part of your question, which I thought is a good distinction. Regardless of role, what type of person cannot work remote? Um, a person who is, as you said, not disciplined enough to be able to get it done. And it, it might not be, for them, it might not be, they might function really, really well in an environment yeah. where everybody's there. So it doesn't they mean just, they're a bad person or a lazy no. person. It just means that they they thrive more on mutual accountability of being in an office. Right. They thrive more on the mutual creativity, the mutual connection and community. And so we're not saying that the person who can't work remote is a lazy, no. incompetent person. Not, not the case. They just work better and thrive more when they're surrounded by people. Yes, people is what gives them energy. Yep. And then there's other people that, you know, the, the work, yep. um, they don't, want people people drain them yeah so that guy stopping by their yep. desk and, I, and then i think there's most them. of us who have a bit of both of that in us yeah and so the the those who i'm i'm that who have a, a bit of both of that I, I i need connection but also need some some alone time that's where some remote work is great for me but then i still need to be here connecting with people as well if it's not a, a passion fit for that person i would also say it doesn't. It doesn't really matter what their personality type is. Um, you really have to strongly consider whether or not that person can work remote. Because if it's just a job, um, it's one thing to report in, you know, to a to a location. And when it's just a job, it's quite another to have something that's just a job yeah. and and do it what, remotely. Yeah, but what about what about middle managers? You know, and I know that's a broad, that's a broad label, but individuals whose function of their role is largely management and they don't have something that they're 
uniquely owning that because individual yeah. contributors. No, it's good. So it depends. I think it depends on if the, if the team's remote. It's yeah. project it, management or people management. Yeah, yeah. One can be managed remotely. The other yeah, project one is management a relationship. can. Yeah, yeah. And then people management, possibly if all of the people are remote. Now, if all the people are yeah. here, and the the manager's not, that manager's not going to have any cred. Yeah. And so you just you, that that person can't work can't work remotely. All right. So leading on to uh, the fourth question: How do you lead a team meeting remotely? So not just leading the team, but the meeting. And and you can say meetings don't matter, or meetings aren't important, or people hate meetings, but you still have them, and they still really are important to be sure everybody's on the same page, that people understand the direction, that there's accountability and follow up for decisions that have been made in the past. So meetings are still critical. How do you lead one remotely? I think you gotta you gotta use video. I mean, this Absolutely. day and age, to to have a, a a team meeting without video, you're just losing so much. You're just going audio. People are talking all over yourself. They can't. Well, yeah. And I would say, um, speaking of talking all over ourselves, <laughs> because I'm you know I'm coming into uh, a Zoom meeting and I'm gonna turn off the video. Why? Because I feel weird and self conscious about you know what I, my hair or the background or whatever it is that's that's going on um and so but i would say that it definitely takes something away from the meeting if not everybody's on video yeah and it it can you can be much more tempted by distraction if you're not on video so when you mute your when you mute the meeting and you've got your, uh, you don't have video on, man, that you're just asking for serious temptation or you're asking for a distraction. So I, I've led several smaller meetings on remotely recently. And I'm, I'm going to say smaller means different from I've not led my weekly meeting remotely yet. And it's so. And how many people are in that one? In my weekly meeting? Yeah. Mm, 10, 10 to 12. Okay. Uh, smaller decision means three or four people have done plenty of those. And the key is sending, I think, documents ahead of time via email. Uh, people then can put them on the screen and whatnot. But every time, uh, it's just, it's harder sometimes for people to interact with that document as opposed to they already have it. Yeah. It's on their desktop. And so send documents ahead of time to the meeting so people can can be engaged in the discussion from the from the front end cuz that that helps some individuals prepare better. Yep. Yep, that's and those meetings I, I, those meetings have gone have gone well. I I do think I have learned I've learned this about a remote meeting and this honestly has made me think this is a really good efficient use of time. The in the last 2 weeks I think I've had 3 or 4 remote meetings that were allotted at typical meeting time an hour long. You gonna say the same thing, Todd? No, but I hadn't ever thought of it before. But oh my goodness, I like the point you're about to make. And they've gone, they've gone thirty minutes yes. or forty minutes, and I don't know. Shorter. They are shorter. I don't know if it's now again. We're talking about upside and downside, right? There is when you get on the on the on the call, the Zoom call, the Skype call, whatever, and everybody's zooming in. There, it, there isn't hangout time in that meeting. You're going, you're going, yeah. you're going straight to work. Um, it feels more efficient from a, from a sake of time. Now I haven't done it long enough to know if there's a downside or are we just rushing through it and not thinking, is it just going straight execution? Now those meetings were that those meetings were execution oriented, not strategic in terms of 
deciding, they, things were already decided and we were executing how to follow up on things. Anyway, it's, I, I have noticed the means were shorter. And, and I think one of the reasons why they're shorter is because you have personal interaction with them in person as well, right? I mean, you you know who they are, you have that relationship. So to to just jump in right into a remote meeting yeah. is different than if let's say you are you've never met someone, right? And and you're walking into yeah. for, you know, for example, you if if a team is fully remote. So even if a team is fully remote, I think it's important to still find times to get together, which seems to be a theme all throughout this episode. That's good. Well, one thing I've uh, I'm noticing or thinking about right now is, you know, we we do a, a good about a good bit of development work for Ministry Grid and other digital platforms. So, I think one of the interesting things to me is how efficient and how efficient and a meeting is when you're not in the same room and it's about technology simply because. During the course of a meeting, we're bringing up multiple screens, we're in Slack, uh, we're chatting with people that aren't even in the meeting and yep. bringing their insight back into the meeting. So it's it's the fluidity of a meeting is much better than feeling like, oh, I have to have everything printed off. Yeah. And because it's a natural thing for people to reference documents or send documents. I mean, it's like, how many meetings are we in and somebody asks a question, it's like, well, oh, I've got that. I'll send that, you know, I'll send that to everybody right now. Um, you do want to be prepared in advance, but there's always things that may pop up in a meeting that in a normal meeting, we'll kick it to next week. Well, well, bring that next week versus bringing it in right now and dealing with it. Yeah. And that's, and that's where it really depends on what is being covered and what is the right. topic and the focus of that meeting. So let's get to the next question, which is what are some best practices when working remotely? It's so funny. I've had people say, man, you got to get up and dress up like you would normally dress for the job. It puts you in, it puts you in a work mode. I personally haven't found that to be true. I like wearing sweatpants. Yeah, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing, wearing a hoodie. I'm wearing, I, I, yeah, I'm, I, ha, I haven't found that to be true. But of course, honestly, I work a lot at night after the kids go to bed in sweatpants and a hoodie. Yeah. So sweatpants and a hoodie does, isn't a mental signal for me to hit the couch. Uh, sweatpants and hoodies often, that's what I wear when I write a book or that's what I, I wear when I read. So if I, I, I think when people say that, they're saying if, if, your dress signals for you emotionally or psychologically to hit the couch, then don't put that on. Yeah. For me, dressing very casual doesn't signal. So I, I don't, I don't, when I work remotely, I don't, uh, I don't dress up. How about when you have video meetings though? Uh, I may be dressed up, uh, on my shirt and not, 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 not <laughs> on the top, sweatpants on the bottom. Not it's, uh, even on, even then I, I'm really casual. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I'll have like a, a hoodie on or, a, um, or like a long sleeve t-shirt. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I'll, I'll typically, if I have video, a video meeting, yeah. I'll put a dress shirt on. And, and you have boxers on beneath. <laughs> Dan's walking around with sandals and boxers on. <laughs> yeah, but I think the one thing in terms of best practices, uh, it, it goes back to the whole meeting thing. I would say meeting etiquette. Understand online meeting oh etiquette where you got to mute 
goodness. Oh, mute is we, huge. Yeah, you mute is mute. huge. You gotta mute, man. I gosh, I don't understand why cats don't get that. Yeah. When you're when you're jabbing away on your keyboard and you're not talking, hit the mute button. Yeah, because the mic is most likely. The mic is on. Mute. B, hit the mute button, ma. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, you ain't taking meeting notes right now. No, not no. at that clip. <laughs> no, nah, not exactly. I ain't meeting notes. You're emailing your mom <laughs> about what you want for Christmas dinner. Oh, dear. Um, all right. So I would say, I think that about wraps it up. Do you have any more best practices, Dan? No, I think we're good. All right. Well, we're going to wrap that up then. Uh, thank you for listening to the Five Leadership Questions podcast. We- yep, yep. <laughs> Goodbye, goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Please, uh, please go to iTunes and leave us a rating. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Five Leadership Questions podcast. Be sure to join us in California this February for Pipeline West. Register now at myleadershippipeline.com. Once again, that's myleadershippipeline.com. We'll see you there.